Cheers, everybody. Cheers. And welcome back to another installment of the greatest podcast the world has never known. That's not funny. <coughs> We're back for another episode. I did you guys a favor this time, and I actually sat down like the old days and was like, you know, what, what do I want to talk about? What is there to talk about? What should I talk about? And I, and I wrote it down. I planned it out. So it's, I mean, look, we got a lot to get into today. And it's, wow. I don't know if you guys are ready for it. I don't know if you're ready for it. I think I'm ready for it. Um, and, well, I mean, I hope I'm ready for it. But let's just dive into it and find out. All right, let's let the wheels fall off. Let's let this uh, this water bong, water pipe, excuse me, let's let this water pipe do uh, do what it does, and let's see what, uh, what the old noggin can produce. So, I thought I'd start off with a little Kansas City update. Um, I'm out here, I'm living it, it's fucking cold, it's fucking cold. All right, I, I was warned on it before I moved out here that it was going to be really, really cold. And being that I was living in Texas where it was really, really hot and I felt like I was living in somebody's jockstrap 24-7 and not, not like in a fun way, you know. I thought it would be nice. I thought it would be a nice change of pace. I was looking forward to being cold. And I'll, I'll tell you, I'm used to it at this point. Like, I, it was 20-something degrees, and I was in a fucking flannel long sleeve shirt and a T-shirt, you know, and a, and a beanie. And I was fine going in and out of stores. It's not fine to, like, stand outside, but it's fine to, like, get out of your car, walk into your apartment, like, shit like that. Like, it's I'm used to it. But... That being said, it's also, you know, 20 degrees almost every fucking day lately. And there's some days where it got down to 8 degrees, 7 degrees. And there was a, with the wind chill, it was like negative, negative 9. Some, some, something outrageous. Just not a number you want to read. And I got to take my dog outside, you know. So, and I take her out at 11 o'clock, 12 at like midnight. Around the time, right before I go to bed, I got to walk her outside. So imagine, if you will, you, you're getting dressed to go just quickly run your dog outside before you go to bed. It's the end of the day. You got, like, sweatpants on and fucking slippers. You know, you're, you're lounging. And you check the weather, and you're like, what, am I need, what do I need to be prepared for right now? And it says that it's 8 degrees outside but it feels like negative 11 with wind chill. I mean, really, really think about that. Think about reading that. When was the last time you read that on your phone? It's going to feel like negative 11 degrees outside. Like, that's a reality that I was excited to face, but now that I was facing it, I was like, oh, God, this is tiring. This gets, it gets old really fast. The cold gets old. The snow got old. Like, I, I, it snowed out here, and I didn't trust, like, my tires, because I, I don't have winter tires, because, again, I lived in fucking San Antonio, like, in Texas, so it doesn't snow there, so it, it snows in here, and, and I get stuck inside, 
just walking in and out from the fucking cold. Just to watch my dog piss and shit in the bushes. The snow fucked up her scent. She she doesn't shit on the turf. She goes into the bushes. I stopped picking up her poop. I'll be honest. I stopped. I stopped. I, there's no there's no need. There's no need for me as as crippled as I am. There's no need for me to be bending over like she's she's back behind the holly bushes. That's for all you bush fans out there. Holly bush. Hey, oh, using the plant name. That's the prickly bush. Those little those little fucking asshole bushes that when you walk by them, they're like, hey, hey, hey. You're like, ah, oh, fucking leave me alone. They're like, hey, hey. Like it just, they think it's playful, but it's really not. It's really just fucking annoying. And I don't know why we would ever, whose idea was it to use prickly bushes for like landscaping in the first place? What do you, Why? Why? Why is that the go-to? Like, uh, you know, we got this dog park, and like, we really need to put some greenery around it. And the landscape architect's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, what, what kind of bushes would you recommend? You know, what works great with a lot of my clients is the prickly bush. What, what, wouldn't, that, wouldn't that hurt people? Wouldn't that, wouldn't that hurt people? Well, yeah, that's kind of the point. You, what you want to do when you're a business is you want to, you want to build it up on your website and through your photos and through your sales pitch, that it's this wonderful place, so that people come in and they, you know, they live here. But then you want to give them units that have some problems, but not not too much, because if it's a luxury apartment complex, you can't have you you get less leeway with actual, you know, appliance malfunction, but. Where you get more leeway is with your landscape architecture, and you can actually put bushes in, like rose bushes with massive, massive thorns, very intimidating thorns. And you can also put up prickly bushes that just poke the shit out of people. They don't really hurt. They're just really fucking annoying. They just poke the shit out of people when they walk by. So you can torture them still, just, you know, not so much in where they dwell. You kind of have to give them a nice place, but you can torture them outside. I, I don't know. I imagine that's how the conversation went. That's just, that's, that's the only logic I can think of it as to why an apartment, any, like this is a downtown loft. Like this is a nice place. Okay. It's in a, it's, it's not cheap. I'll tell you that. It's, it's, it's a decent spot, but the bushes outside have fucking thorns on them. Like, I don't get it. So there's this little island where I take Mila and she goes and drops her loads. And around the middle of the island is like this little, like I don't know, fucking garden thing. There's mulch there. It's got it's got a big set of rose bushes, like rose fucking plants that grow up. So they got the stalks in the middle, and then surrounding that are these prickly bushes. So you got a double fuck you right there, double fuck you. It's pretty to look at, but don't fucking touch me. I don't know, maybe that's what they're going for. And then around that is this, like, turf area. So they, the dogs have, like, a circle to go shit and piss and fucking all the great fancy stuff. And uh, Mila was, she had her spots. She's very particular about a lot of things. And I think that's why we get along, because I'm also very particular. I mean, I created a whole podcast about things that confuse me and that I want to complain about. So she... <laughs> 
she's very she's very particular. She likes her sense, and you know she has to know where everything is. If I'm laying down in the room, like she'll come in and sniff me. She has to have her time to like shove her face into your face, and like sniff you, and then observe where you're at, and then sniff around you, and then she like sniffs her way all the way to where she lays down. It's like she creates this weird path, some kind of Donnie Darko shit. Because she knows when I move. If I get up and, and walk around, I hear her fucking start trotting in. And she just looks in like, hey, I just hurt you. What are you? What's up? Are we doing stuff? I don't think that's how she talks. I don't think that's how she talks. Mila, how do you talk? She's just, she just farts. It's just. That's also how she communicates. She will walk up and do the weird pointer thing where they face where they're trying to show you, like, with this weird stance, and her butt will be towards me, and then she'll fart. She'll go, and then walk away. And that's her trying to, she's trying to get my attention. She's trying to get me to, like, get up and move. And she knows the quickest way to get me up and moving is if I smell shit. Because I'm like, what are you don't shit in the house. This, which brings me back to the original point of shitting outside. So I take her outside a couple times a day. She gets lots of walks. She shits like five times. If there's a fart, I take her outside. So she's kind of got me trained in that aspect. But when the snow came down, it's like she lost all of her scents. Like they all got frozen. So she had to find new ones. And it's super easy for her to, she just pees wherever. I don't think that one, I think that one's more potent than the shit because she pees in the same spot, right? As soon as we get out there, the very first part of the turf that she sees, she pees on every time. And then she'll go to the back sections and start sniffing around. She likes to sniff where other dogs pooped. And I think based on that scent, she'll either poop next to them, be like little pooping buddies, or she'll poop elsewhere. She'll be like, oh, this, I don't want to fucking, I don't want to fuck with this guy. This guy seems crazy, judging by his shit. So I'm going to go shit on the back corner over here because I just don't want to, I don't want him to see my shit and then start being like, who's this fucking bitch? And she, she probably just doesn't want to deal with it. I get it. I'm the same way. So she goes and she shits in the back corner. And the snow, the snow came down, so there was no back corner. She got like super confused. She got the, what I call the zoomies, where like her, her back fucking, she curls up. She looks like, she looks like a lima bean with legs and a dog head. Like, <laughs> she just, fuck it. <laughs> looks like a gremlin, like a fucking creature that and she's got these long legs because she's a, a Great Dane. It looks like a chupacabra with like a puppy face, like a cute, a cute chupacabra running at you. Like, <laughs> so it's both terrifying and, and adorable at the same time. But that's what she would do. She, she couldn't find her pooping spots. So she was getting like freaked out. She was like, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck? And that's, I think zoomies are a, a way for a dog to autistically screech that's their version of it and uh but she found that the mulch like where the the bushes were in the center island there was not snowed over it wasn't there were certain parts where you could see the leaves like the green and you could smell the grass or like the plants so she found that spot and started shitting on it and i was like well okay i get it you know, a little piece of home. I understand. All right, this snow's weird. Okay, take your time. Get used to it, you know? So I let her do it. I was like, yeah, shit there. Go ahead. That's fine. And uh, it uh, hasn't changed. She still shits in that spot. And she's resorted now to going even further into the island. She's now past the first tree line 
of prickly bushes. And whenever she shits, she forcibly buries her face into the stalks of the rose bush. So she's like putting, so I can't get in there. What am I going to fucking crawl around through thorns? Like my, I can barely walk that well. Like last night I got stuck in bed. It's no joke. I'm fucked. My hips are trashed. Just they're dog shit. They're, they're fucked. So I, I'm not going to bend down and then like fucking dig through some prickly thorns to pick up a shit that I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. That's, I'm American, okay, and I shouldn't have to dig through prickly bushes for shit without some sort of device, okay? If I had an extender, like a scoop, like a scoop on a stick, a stick stick scoop, I could just scoop that poop up, dunk it into the, that'd be sick, that'd be sick, I could do that. I mean, maybe maybe that's, maybe there's a market out there for people like me in this precarious situation. Cause this, I, this is the company that owns this complex coincidentally owned the complex that I lived in, in San Antonio. They own all these like luxury condo fucking loft apartments all over the country. So they make a lot of money. They're doing really well. Okay. They're a REIT fund. They're listed on fucking the stock market. Okay. They're doing pretty good. So that leads me to believe that they own a lot of properties, which also leads me to believe that they probably cut corners because it's evident that they cut corners. I mean, just by living in one of the units, it's obvious. And they probably use the same landscaping company for all of them, which means they supply the same plants and they follow the same outlet or like, you know, blueprint because everything's corporate. So it's all the same, which means there's probably another Kyle out there. Maybe it's not hip pain. Maybe it's heart pain. Maybe he's too fat to bend over. I've seen it. It exists in the world. If you don't believe me, go to Walmart. There's people too fat to bend over. All right? They just, something falls on the floor and they go, it's gone forever. It's lost. That to them is lava or it's just the abyss. That's the end of their world. They cannot bend down and get something from the bottom shelf. It no longer exists. It doesn't even register. So maybe there's a Kyle like that out there who just can't bend down and get his dog shit. And he could definitely benefit from a little scoop stick, a little stick, a little scooper on a stick, stick scoop, scoops, scoopy stick. I don't know. It's a working title. It's a, the name's in progress. <coughs> but yeah, she, she shits on, <laughs> she shits on the eyelid, man. Oh, he's a good dog though. Let's see. Oh, I went to the uh I went to the museum out here. Um it's the Nelson Atkins Museum of Art and really big place. They got these sick ass pillars. They're like green marble with gold on top with these crazy like engravings. And then they put these spotlights on them <coughs> so they get all these cool shadows, and there's the there's a big skylight. It's like you walk into this big, open like you think you it would be back in the day to walk into like Caesar's fucking palace or like the floor of the Senate where everything's just like holy fuck. You look up and there's a fucking angels singing like, oh, something like that. Probably on 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 tone pitch on note. Ah, that's better. Is that better? Ah. 
Oh. That's better. That's a better one right there. So that's what it is as you walk in. There's just oh. It's all the light coming in and the fucking pillars. It's pretty sick. It's pretty sick. They're uh they have like mummy stuff, which I've never really seen in an art museum, which was cool. <clears throat> like usually you see their uh like I don't know, things from that society that like they're fucking pottery and shit, but not like uh, actual, they have actual sections of like walls where you can look at the stone. They're the stone itself. And it's just, it's just there, which is weird because you could just like touch it. And my buddy, the whole time I was there, he was like, you think this is the real thing? And I think that I didn't want to admit it then, but that actually raises great points. Like there, I we have no certainty that everything that's in that museum could just be a fucking photocopy at this point or like a 3D sculpture they could just keep all the real shit in the back which is really sad really sad to think about but i mean cuz everything's out there like okay they have a they have a really impressive contemporary section and um i'm i'm in i'm really into the abstract stuff and i just like i like seeing other people's work so i like you know it, it was a really inspiring place which is cool it's cool that I, it's a free museum and it, it's fucking i can ride the streetcar there like i can just hop in the thing and bloop and go sit over there i can get super baked go hop in the streetcar get a fat coffee and then put in some headphones and just go walk around the contemporary section and like the photography and look at shit and i could do that on a tuesday so <clears throat> can you do that on a tuesday Ask yourself that question. Can I do that on a Tuesday if I feel like it? And if you can't, maybe there's some changes you can make in your life. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. You know? I'm just me. I'm just doing I'm just doing what I do. They had a they had a Mark Rothko painting. And I don't know if how many people listening to this know who Mark Rothko is, but uh he's a I don't, he's a painter. Uh, his stuff sells for, I mean, outrageous amounts of money, up to like $100 million. Just crazy stuff. But he was really a pioneer of abstract expressionism uh, through his, he did these big fields or bi- these big uh, paintings of just color fields meaning he just he made his own sort of solution for the oil paint that dried a little bit faster and he just layered upon layer upon layer upon layer of certain colors and when you do that it take first off that takes a lot of diligence a lot of focus and a lot of intention you have to that has to be a project that you see through right that's not something you do in an afternoon that's something you do for 5 hours a day for fucking 3 weeks like it's a long time and you spend a lot of intimate time and you put a lot of personal intention and emotion and feeling into the actual creation of the work and his theory was if you do that with a color pretty much that it'll it's just it'll the in your intention something so simple color is universal people have favorite colors no matter where you exist so you do that with colors that co- that go together complement or just add to the effect like he would do brown and and black and or like red and orange and shit like that and uh and then pour all that intention into it it'll translate cuz 
the art itself should be moving. It should be something that stirs you in some way, which I always found fascinating. That's like a really, a really cool philosophy when it comes towards uh, like painting and I don't know making things that other people consume. Damn, I got some cotton mouth. But, uh, yeah, so they got one of his paintings, and I've never seen, I've never seen any of his stuff in person, and I've always wanted to, because, uh, I don't know if you can tell, I'm really interested in, uh, in his things. I like, I like his philosophy. So, uh, it was cool to stumble upon one of his paintings, and it was, uh, it was black. It was black and, like, dark brown. <clears throat> And super trippy. I mean, like, felt like time stopped for a second. I felt emotional looking at a painting. Paintings never make me feel emotional. If anything, I go, oh, it's trippy, dude. I see it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, dude, it's like a face. I get it, bro. That's pretty sick. That's my reaction to most most works of art. But, like, this one, I was like, fuck. You could, like, feel it. It was like a, it was like a connection to this this thing that didn't have a face but had just like my brain registered it as a, as its own entity like a something that has energy as an, as its own existence just without a face so it was, it was fucking super cool i had a fucking I, I had a fantastic time oh shit where's my notepad here it is here we go Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I got set up with a gym out here, which is pretty solid. <coughs> Shout out to the port, Casey. Um, I picked them because they have heavy bags, and your boy likes to punch stuff. So I was like, it's fucking no-brainer over here. Pretty sick. So I'm getting into a, a nice routine there, and my favorite thing about the gym's location is when I drive back home, I can take the more scenic route and I just drive straight down Main Street and I get to drive down uh, downtown Kansas City, like right through the heart of the city, all the way across the bridge into the River Market and then into to my like my apartment. So it's it's super cool to like, I don't know, I've always lived near a city, but never like been feel like I've been a part of the city, like the the movements of it day to day and it's it's cool that I'm still kinda on the edge in the river market. I'm across the highway, like across the bridge from downtown. But, you know, I can it's just right there. So it's cool to still kind of be a part of that ecosystem in some way. <clears throat> it's a beautiful city. Uh, they have strangely placed uh strip clubs with weird names though. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. They, uh, there's one that I see on my drive every time. It's called like Bazooka's Showgirls. And it's it's right by like a bunch of really nice restaurants. Like restaurants that look like Bluefish and fucking the Yard House and other things. I don't know if there's like, if it even exists anymore. Maybe it's just like an old timey, like it used to be a strip club or a brothel or who who the fuck knows. I don't know. But it's, what I'm saying is there's, it's a unique city. I even found myself a reliable barber, okay? That's like a 10-minute walk from, from where I'm at right here in all this shit. 
And it's like an old school guy that's been cutting hair out there for like 50 years. Something fucking ridiculous. His name's John. Like the most basic barbershop ever. And uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, I like their shop. It's small. It's just him and it's just two old dudes that, I mean, one of them, when I was in there, I go like every two weeks. And when I was in there yesterday, um, the not not John, but the other guy, he uh, was wearing a like a button up shirt that you would normally see like flames on. You just think the material of it, but it had it had like pictures of different barbershop items, like a comb, the shaving cream, like a straight edge razor. Like he had a barber, he had a barber button up that he was wearing to work with his fucking slacks, gray slacks, and he had on, like, some loafers. Like, he looked like he really reached his peak in the late 80s, early 90s. Maybe somewhere in Miami. So I think he had a gold watch on, too, and, like, a gold chain. He just he came across as a Tony. But, uh, dude, they got this little tiny TV, little tiny TV that they set on, like, a rolling, like, a rolling cart, and, uh, it's usually on, like, Sports Center, like, the Kansas City Chiefs shit, but yesterday it was on the Food Channel, or Food Network, and, uh, it was Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. You know that one? Everybody knows it. Diners, drive-ins, and dives, man, with Guy Fieri. And, I mean, these haircuts take, God, to me, haircuts take too long. Too fucking long. I don't like it. I don't like people touching me. Like, just, I don't like them touching me and trying to talk to me, like, asking me questions about myself. Like, I'm not, I'm not here to be your friend, man. Like, we can, we can bullshit about sports or something, but, like, you know. Don't fucking ask me, like, so what do you do for work? Oh, yeah, you were in the military? Oh, wow, did you deploy anywhere? Like, people just ask really invasive questions at barbershops. But this place is great. It's just two old white guys that don't want to talk to anybody. And that's, that's, my, that's, my, that's my crowd. I feel that. I get that. And uh, so I'm just watching the fucking food channel. John's doing his thing, cutting my hair. And... Uh, I sat there and watched two episodes of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Two full episodes. And Guy Fieri has never changed. He's never looked old-er. He's never looked more like in or out of shape. His hair has not changed. The amount of gaudy jewelry he wears has not changed. The The dude shows up with bleached, spike, like, flamey hair. A disgusting pair of, like, blue-lensed sunglasses with the wraparound. A goatee that he definitely painted black. A shirt that's, like, unbuttoned on the top. Chest hair, like, two chains. And then the shirt itself is loud. It's like flames or something fucking ridiculous. Cargo shorts, neutral colored cargo shorts, gray or fucking tan, 
light brown, shit like that, beige. And then some flip-flops. And he finishes it off with these humongous, like, skull rings and fucking chains on his wrist. And then he has a sweatband. He also has a fucking sweatband on his right arm. Just one sweatband. All this fucking drew, all this shit going on, and then he adds a fucking sweatband. Like, that's, there's so, there's just so many choices in there. And the thing is, the, all these things are interchangeable. The shirts change. The only constants are his hair and his goatee and those shitty sunglasses and his flip-flops. Everything else is interchangeable. The shirts change. The jewelry changes. I just mean, like, it got me thinking. Uh, like, there's there's a lot of thought behind his appearance. Obviously, it's, he's not just a guy who happens to dye his hair that way, have a shitty, like, goatee and wear wacky shirts. Like, he definitely, at this point, it's a brand. It's his thing. I don't think Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives would have been remotely close to the success that it is without Guy Fieri. Because, I mean, look at him. What the, like, even if that guy was, like, going around and interviewing people about construction, I'd still, it would still be big because people would be like, who the fuck? This guy is a walking hard rock cafe. On, like, Hard Rock Cafe with a fucking dad bod and some flip-flops and some cargo shorts. That That's him. That's loud. There's a lot of shit coming from that fucking guy. And not in a bad way. That's the other thing is that none of it's abrasive because he's got a nice personality. So it works. It's like someone who catches your eye in a way that you go, it makes you pay attention to them by being like, who the fuck is this idiot? And then you pay attention to him and you go, oh, he's kind of funny. I like him. I like watching him eat food. <laughs> and he makes his dumb jokes and shit. Man, the way that man eats a burger. That's, I mean, could you imagine having a camera and having a a, a show where people watch you take bites of things and actually chew it? They don't just like cut while you're mid-bite and then go to your reaction. They, You sit there and fucking... <laughs> And guzzle that shit down, and people just fucking millions of people forever because it's on a, it's on repeat. They just fucking play that shit now. From the time you're like twenty six, twenty seven, to the time you're like forty, every time you took a bite of a sandwich, that footage exists and is watched by millions of people all the time. That'd be weird, right? Would you? I mean, do you think he's ever practiced his his bite? Like his chew? Like, do you think they've ever done any screen tests? And they're like, mm. maybe there was another Guy Fieri. Maybe Guy Fieri didn't have the hair to begin with. He had like everything else besides the hair and the goatee. They just had this other guy named like, I don't know, Tom Jacobs. They had Tom Jacobs over there and they were like, uh, hey, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy Jacobs, yo, yo, Tommy, yo, Tommy Jacks? Oh, man. Tommy Jacks. Guy Fieri, Tommy Jacks. I feel like that still kind of works. Yeah. So you got Tommy Jacks over here. And Tommy Jacks, his whole thing is he's got the personality. They both do, right? But he's got the hair and the goatee. But he wears just, I don't know, like, I don't know, like, 
Hawaiian t-shirts. He doesn't change his, it's not much variety. The, the only thing about him that really grabs this, your attention is the hair and the goatee. And then you got Guy Fieri over here who didn't have, he just had like regular hair. He was just a, a Joe Schmo guy. You know, he was a chef. He was a businessman. He was a man of, of ethics and, and integrity, you know, and it, and it, and it, he, it showed that except he liked to, you know, go a little smash mouth on everybody and wear cargo shorts with flip-flops or, you know, fucking weird flame t-shirts and sweatbands on your arms. Like, he, see, he, he was a little quirky, but at the face, he was he, he was a, a face that America, America could fall in love with. And, uh, but they ended up going with Tommy Jacks at first. They did a screen test with Tommy Jacks, the pilot. And they just, man... This fucking guy, Tommy Jacks. The way Tommy Jacks fucking chews a burger makes you want to vomit. It is disgusting. Like, it's the worst. It's just like, it's gross. There's drool. There's fucking spit in his... It's just... Oh, you know? It's not... It's not a ple. It's not pleasing. It's not, it's, it's not like a, a mukbang that you want to be a part of. That's Tommy Jax's only downside. And they're like, I mean, who do we have on the roster? They're like, I mean, we could we could give we give that guy guy a call, you know? What guy? Guy? Yeah, what guy? Guy. What what are you saying? His name's Guy. The guy is? Yes, the guy's name is Guy. Guy? Yes. His name is Guy. Yes, the guy's name is Guy. Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. Really? That's a real name? Yes, that's a real name. Somebody got it. It's on his birth certificate, Guy Fieri. No shit. Really? Yes. Dude, don't stop playing with me. His name is Guy Fieri. Yes. All right. Okay, fine. Okay. Is he any good? Like, he's, yeah, he's good. He's good. Well, let's get him in here. Let's see how we choose. I did, we, we didn't think about this layer to begin with. Let's just get him in here and see how Guy Fieri choose. So they get Guy Fieri in there, and he goes to town on a burger. And it's that, it's that traditional Guy Fieri just munch. You know, you're like, fuck yeah. He's got a smile on his face, big old chubby cheeks. And he's just, and you're like, that dude fucking, he loves his life right now. He's having a good time eating that burger. With Tommy Jacks, it was like, ugh. It's watching two cows make out. It's just gross and weird. It didn't look natural. It's like, it's like, ugh. But Guy Fieri, when he chomped down on a burger, it meant something. You know, it really spoke. To the audience. And they were like, all right, man, we're going to have to go with Guy. The guy's our guy. Guy is our guy. Guy's our guy. We're going with Guy. Guy's the guy. He is the guy. Is Guy is the guy for our show. He's our guy. That <laughs> That's our guy. That guy over there is our guy. He's not just a guy. He's our guy. And uh, so they, they cut... Tommy Jacks. I think Tommy Jacks went on to do some low-budget porn films, and then uh, I think he jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge a couple of years back. It's really sad to hear about, but, I mean, what are you going to do when you're fucking Tommy Jacks and you don't know how to eat a burger? I'd jump off the bridge, too. That's all I'm saying. So, Guy's the guy, but he just doesn't really have that finishing quality that they're looking for. And they, uh, they probably decided to you know, slap the hair on in the goatee. <coughs> and Guy, you know, Guy's just a guy who's want, trying to be a guy 
in Hollywood. You know, he's trying to be a Hollywood guy. Guy's out here doing his best to be a guy that works as a Hollywood guy playing a guy on a TV show about a guy who goes and eats food named Guy. And that's the guy he's trying to be. So he's he's like, you know what? If this is how the opportunity presents itself, I got to put on some wacky hair and a goatee. Like, that's fine. Fuck it. This show's only going to run for like a season or two anyway. Like, this is just the, this is the, the stepping stone. Fuck it. Do it. Do the hair. Next thing you know, fucking all these years later, do you think he ever looks himself in the mirror at night or in the morning when he's doing that wacky shit to his hair? Oh, he doesn't do it to himself. No, he's made too much money. I wouldn't do it to myself. If my if I had a signature hairstyle and I made money, I would hire somebody to do it for me. Because what's the point of having money if it's not to make your life easier? You know, would he help poor people? No, nobody does that. That's not fashionable. Make my life better, and then I'll tell you how to make your life better. And we'll talk on Twitter every now and then, and I'll post pictures of my butt. And that's what you do with money. That's how good moral people use money that they fall into. So Guy Fieri is none of the... He, he just doesn't post as many butt pictures, I've so I'm told. I think you can pay for his premium Snapchat, and he slides a little bit, little uh, little action down there every now and then. Don't quote me on that. <clears throat> So guys, like, fuck it. You know what? I'm going to hire somebody. So he has somebody do that hair. Every day. Every morning he goes to shoot. Somebody's doing his hair. Do you ever think that he looks himself in the mirror and goes, fuck. Really stupid hair. Really stupid. I really regret the hair choice. Like, what if that's his empire? I mean, his brand for like his hot sauce and other shit, isn't even his face. It's just his hair and his goatee. Like that's, that's him. Hair, goatee, sunglasses. Hair, goatee, sunglasses. That's it. That's Guy. <laughs> that's fucking, I don't know. I feel like uh, I, would, I would have some trouble. I mean, the money would help make it feel better. I'd be like, yeah, it's stupid hair, but <laughs> daddy just bought a yacht this year. So I'll be a guy with, stupid hair in a yacht, you know? So <clears throat> I feel like that's that's cool, but I don't know. It still would be tough to look myself in the mirror every day and become guy. It's got to be tough. It's got to be that's got to be a lot of bleach, a lot, a lot, a lot of investment in hair products. A lot. Now that I think about it, even more than that. That's I mean, you're talking heavy heavy like gel sticky gel you're talking dyes bleach bleaching your hair is tough okay bleaching your hair is tough it kills it kills your hair it kills your hair and you got to do it consistently without like burning your hair permanently and like fucking it up making it green or some shit that takes a high level that's a lot of that's just a lot of money man that guy's probably playing paying like how much a month do you think that guy puts out just for just for his hair just for his hair and his goatee. <coughs> Man, I'm gonna have to find that out. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch I'm gonna pitch you a hundred thousand, hundred thousand dollars easy. Easy a hundred K a month that this guy is putting towards his hair and his goatee to keep up that guy look. And that's not even including his jewelry or his his endless supply of lot like loud t shirts and cargo shorts. 
I think the cargo shorts, he could probably cut a few corners and hit target. Flip-flops, doesn't really matter. I think he spends most of his money on his T-shirts, hair grooming products, and jewelry for sure. <coughs> Man, it'd be fun to know the numbers on that. Like, everybody went at Johnny Depp for spending like a million dollars a month on fucking wine. But, I mean, what's more, what's funnier? Being Johnny Depp, who spends a million dollars on wine a month, that doesn't, it's not shocking at all, or being Guy Fieri and spending a million dollars on your hair being done. I think the I think the latter. I think Guy Fieri spending a million dollars getting his hair done is funnier. And that's no knock against Guy Fieri at all. That's just a funnier situation. Like you have to spend a million dollars to make a million dollars. Like that's that's what I mean. That's kind of irony, you know. You got to spend a lot of money just to have your hair right so that you can make money to have your hair right. It all centers around his hair. That's that's the king of his empire. Is Guy Fieri's fucking hair. I got to do my hair so I can make money to do my hair. It's just a loop. <coughs> I mean, it's a loop that took him to a top of a mountain, so that's cool. But, I mean, do you think he ever looks at himself in the mirror and goes like, I wonder what if. Like, what if, you know, what if he just wanted to keep, what if he never wanted to be a TV reality star? What if he's just really good at acting? Man, Guy Fieri. These are the, these are the real questions. These are the real questions. Things that people need to be asking. God, how much time have we done? I say we like you fucking people are out here helping me. This is this is just this is me. This is just a fucking a dude with too much time on his hands, mindlessly speaking into a microphone. I, I like to think you're with me in spirit. I like to think that you're laughing at my jokes. That's what keeps me going, thinking that you're giggling. <clears throat> and I just want to make people giggle, you know? That's where it's at. Those are the little joys in life, those little chuckles that you get to yourself. And it's just a joke. It's just something stupid. It's ridiculous. It's talking about... It's 15 minutes spent debating Guy Fieri's personal life about his own hair. That's 15 minutes you don't spend thinking about Hey, baby, look at your hair. You look ridiculous. It's 15 minutes you don't spend thinking about fucking everything that's going on in the world. It's, instead, it's 15 minutes about you know Guy Fieri's hair. And I think those are the W's that are important to stack up. How much time do you allow your brain to have the space to take in things that make you genuinely giggle? Just a giggle. How much time do you give yourself, you know, the space to, to have that happiness a day? That's something I strive to work on. I'm sure that's something I'm sure you guys strive to work on. And, uh, yeah, that's the main heart of every episode. Do a little something for yourself. Make your life a little bit better. Be nicer to yourself. Brush your teeth. Call your family. Drink some water, you know? Drink some water, have a little tea, look yourself in the mirror and say, good job today. That's the point. And then also send me your your ideas for how much you think Guy Fieri spends on his hair care, hair products. So spend some time thinking about that this week. We'll, uh, we'll revisit it next episode. We, we probably won't. 
I'll probably move on to something else that confuses my brain. But uh, <clears throat> until then, thank you guys for showing up to class today. Uh, I appreciate it. Attendance is, I, I say it's not mandatory, but it is a part of your final grade. Um, so thank you for taking the, you know, thank you for having the integrity to show up on time and listen and take notes. And uh, yeah, I'll see everybody next class. And um, oh, I'm going to leave you with these this parting advice that I saw on a commercial uh, that Patty Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, the goat. These are some words that he spoke to me that I will now speak to you. When you believe the unbelievable, unbelievable things begin to happen. Powerful stuff. When you believe the unbelievable, unbelievable things begin to happen. You go ahead and toss that one around your old noodle for a little bit. When you believe the unbelievable, unbelievable things happen. You go ahead and fucking smack that around for, for a little bit, and I will catch you all on the flippity-flop. Godspeed.